Welcome to Real Truth Real Quick. My name's Adam Tarno, joined by Todd Wagner. Todd, how are we doing? I'm well, Adam. Thank you. Hello, friends. All right. Well, we've done a few episodes on this topic. We've done Can I Lose My Salvation and How Were People in the Old Testament Saved? The question today is this, how do I know if I'm saved? Yeah, how do I know if I'm saved? Not, not can I lose my salvation, but there are some people who wonder if their salvation was ever real. Do, am I a person who has been regenerate? So let's just say a few things just to start because um, I think to begin with, there's two things you don't ever want to do. You don't want to create a neurosis in people where they're constantly asking Jesus into their heart day by day and um, not sure if they were saved because of some struggle that continues to be present in their life. And the other thing you don't want to do is give false assurance to people. Somebody that um, maybe had a said faith but never a saving faith that uh, has lived a life that has never shown any evidence of of transformation and the presence of uh, an intimacy with Christ, you don't want to give them a false assurance. And so walking this line is not easy, but let's just um, tell folks this. It's possible to know that you're saved, okay? In 1 John chapter 5, John was um, writing to people late in his life. This is decades after Christ had been crucified, dead, and buried. And he just says this. He says, listen, the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and that life is in his son. He who has the son has the life. He who does not have the son does not have the life. And then it says, these things I have written to you who believe that you might know that you have eternal life. All right. Uh, when John wrote his gospel, um, uh, so a few years before that, he said this, truly, truly, I say to you, uh, quoting Jesus, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me, again, has eternal life and doesn't come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. So you can know that you're saved, okay? Um, we, we often, in fact, one of the ways we check to see if people really understand the gospel is we, we love to ask them this question, right? You know what I'm going to say. Yep. Yeah, we say, listen, on a scale of one to 10, how certain are you if you died today, you know you'd go to heaven? And it always, people always, I think, maybe because they're trying to clothe themselves in humility, as Peter encourages us to, uh, they'll say something like, I don't know, a seven or an eight, because they don't want to sound prideful. But honestly, anything less than a 10, is not only um, evidencing your lack of awareness of the gospel, it's a very prideful statement because you're insinuating there's something that you could do that would earn your way. Because when you ask most people this, you follow up that question about uh, how certain are you you'd go to heaven on a scale of one to 10, you say, well, what would you say to God? If you stood before him, you say, why would I go to heaven? What would you say? And most people who don't give a 10, almost everybody will say something related to works. They'll say, well, I mean, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I mean, I'm not immoral, you know, I mean, I'm not perfect, but you know, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not Jesus. So uh, my point is, you're right. You're not Jesus, and it says in Matthew five forty eight that God's standard is perfection, right? Be perfect as I am perfect. The Scripture says in Matthew five twenty it says, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. And so we know that uh, when we come to Christ, things do change. And so. Here's what I tell people sometimes. How do I know if I'm saved? I, one of the ways I know I'm saved is because when I sin, I hate it. I didn't, I didn't used to hate it. I used to hate when I get, got caught, right? Um, I loved myself long before uh, I knew how much Jesus loved me. And so I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I didn't like it when what I wanted to do caused problems in my life. And so um, I like to do things that were contrary to the nature and the kindness of God, but I didn't like it when those things cost me with other people. Now, when I trusted Christ, uh, Adam, I can remember, um, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold, old things are gone and new things have come. 
And I remember I trusted Christ and, you know, the next couple of days I woke up, I was still arrogant, I was still prone to lust, uh, selfishness, and I go, well, I must not be saved, okay? And so I prayed again. I'd ask Jesus into my heart again. And, um, and it was unnecessary for me to do that, okay? I just didn't understand. I thought that the old things were going, gone. I thought that would be gone as my desire to sin. No, the Bible has no program. Let me just say this to you. The Bible's got no program to curb your flesh, to transform your flesh. Uh, Jesus said, if anyone wishes to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You're never, your flesh is always going to be contrary to the will of God. The flesh, the Bible says, uh, stands in opposition to the work of the Spirit. What's changed, though, is what's in me now is not the spirit of deceit and the spirit of rebellion. What's in me because I'm saved, okay, is a, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit. And what has changed is I'm no longer operating on what seems right to me that leads to death. But now I want to do what God wants to do because I understand that God is good and kind and no good thing does he withhold from those who love him. Okay? So here's how you can know you're saved. All right? You believe in Christ. This is what it means to have the Son. The verse I quoted a little bit earlier in 1 John chapter 5. He who has the Son. If you believe in Christ... All right, but, but this is key. Not just a said faith, not believe about Jesus, not know the story, uh, not be comfortable with the fact that there is a savior for the world and that God died for the sins of the world, but you go, he is my savior. I am a sinner. I am separated from God and there's nothing that I could ever do that would get me back to God except for God's gracious provision for me through the provision of his son, all right? Romans 5.1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So I always like to ask people this. Um, sometimes folks are asking this question of me, like, Todd, what assurance do you have for me that I'm saved? And I go, well, what do you believe, right? Do you believe Romans 10, 9? Therefore, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth man confesses, resulting in salvation. So have you believed? They go, yeah, I believed, just like John 5, 24 says. So I, I passed out a judgment. Great. Secondly, I say in, in Romans 8.16, it says that the, that the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And the person goes, yeah, the Spirit's telling me that I'm a child of God. I always then say the third thing. I go, great. So you're telling me you believe. I can't see what you believe. Uh, you're telling me that the Spirit's giving you a sense of peace. I can't tell you what the Spirit's giving you. But I, I, the third thing I say is, you know, what fruit is it bearing in your life? What's changed? So Jesus talks about this last thing in Matthew chapter 7, verses 17 through 20. It's kind of a tongue twister. He says this, so every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good. Every tree that produces, that doesn't bear good fruit, all right, it says is cut down and thrown in the fire. That's what we want to avoid. That's what folks don't want to see happen. So I go, if you're asking me what I see, I don't see good fruit, okay? But God's not going to phone me and say, hey, Todd, is Adam going to heaven? Or is a person watching this going to heaven, all right? So my assurance that I can give to you, Jesus says, I'm going to know, right, by what I see. John the Baptist told the Pharisees that came to him, uh, and, and, they, and they basically asked the same question. He said, well, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. In other words, it's not your mouth it's your manner that should give you the greatest assurance. Our security is based on what we really do with Jesus Christ. But I think our assurance comes from how we live a little bit. And that's why it says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, that don't you know that people, um, 
that certain kinds of folks won't inherit the kingdom of heaven, the, 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 the peace of God. Those that are they're deceitful, that are fornicators, are idolaters, that are adulterers, that are effeminate, that are homosexual. If you continue to practice these things, okay, and go, I'm good with God, but you have no problem sinning, that should concern you. So if somebody is sitting there listening to this and they're hearing what you're saying and they're evaluating their life going, I don't know if I hate sin, I don't know if I see any fruit in my life, so now I don't know if I'm saved, yeah. what would you tell them to do? I would tell them to get on their knees and listen and just say, hey, Lord, I, I want to make sure that I genuinely acknowledge my sin. And, and I'm not going to tell you, you know, I never hide behind this. Hey, I feel this way and God wouldn't make me feel this way if he didn't want me to act this way. That is completely inconsistent with what the scripture says. And so what I would tell you is look again at your nature. Is your nature changed, right? If there's vomit all over this table right here, you and I are gonna look at that and have no problem not eating it, okay? Um, a dog is still a dog. They're gonna wanna eat it, okay? And they're gonna just dive in because his nature is still a dog's nature. What I would tell you is if sin is still something you do and you don't think it's odd that you're sinning, then I would, I would tell you that's problematic. And, um, and your faith is dead, probably. You're not bearing fruit because the Bible, Jesus, the gospel changes you. And if you're going to say, God made me this way, I'm going to keep doing it. No, sin makes you a sinner, not God, all right? And you don't follow your flesh, you crucify it. And so how do you know you're saved? You make war against your flesh. You humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You repent from your sins. But I would also give you this little bit of comfort, okay, is that you change. Proverbs 24, 16, last thing I'll say, because it's been a little bit of a long real truth real quick, and it needs to be because people are concerned about this, is a righteous man falls seven times but gets back up again. And if you're falling into sin, falling into sin, falling into sin, and have no sense of remorse or repentance, that is, to say the least, a red flag. So I would say bear fruit in keeping with repentance. That's your assurance, but your security is based on the finished work of Christ alone. Awesome. Well, there's lots of great links down in the show notes. Be sure to check that out, and we'll see you guys on next week's episode.